All right, good morning, everybody. Good morning. It was a year ago that we had our last state of the church. And if you remember last year, we had been through a lot the previous year before that. And last year was when we were able to get up here and for us to officially be able to say, here are what the elders are overseeing. And it was the first time just one year ago that I could say, good morning, everyone. My name is Tori, and I am the lead pastor of this church, Terra Nova. And what I've found in the past year is that the learning curve is a lot higher than I thought it was. And I wanted to simply humbly say thank you, thank you for the many people who took the approach of, well, I'm trying, it's like, graciously, patiently have come alongside and supported. Just thank you. It really means, it means the world. And for, a lot has happened this past year as well. And it's, there's no way we can cover everything that's happened in a year. How can we talk about all that God has done and how he's led our church here in Terra Nova, Troy? But we would like to put an effort into doing that. Every state of the church, we want to look back at the last year and celebrate what God's done, acknowledge what's been hard, and move on to the, to the next year. Replant, if you will. How can we best serve Christ and serve our neighborhoods and be the church? And so that's what we're going to do. And so I'd first just like to pray with you. Again, would you pray with me? God, thank you so much for this church. Thank you so much, Lord, for each person. And God, we, we just want to serve you. We want to know you more. And we want to reflect you to those around us. And Lord, we humbly acknowledge again, we cannot do that. There's no leader here that can do that. There's no person here that can do that without you and your presence and your strength and your endurance and you giving us the will and the desire to want to follow you, Jesus. And so we praise you, Lord, and we ask, would you help us celebrate well, acknowledge well this past year, the, the highs, the lows, as we look forward to what's coming in this next year. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So how are we going to talk about what God has been doing this last year? We're going to do it in the, in the same way that we usually do. We're going to talk about how has God led us in the word, because we want to be a church that is constantly in the word of God. So where has he led us from last April to today in his word? And while we've been in his word, how has that, how has that impacted our church at large? What has changed? What are the updates of what God's been doing in the life of Tara? And then finally, how have we continued to serve? And so that's what we're going to do. So first, where have we been in the word? Well, last April, we were finishing off the gospel of Matthew. And by the way, we're not going to cover everything we've been through in the word this past year. It's a flyover. I'm not even mentioning the Promises of God miniseries. I guess I just did mention it. But I won't like go into what we talked about with that one. It was gold. I'm not even talking about it. But anyway, since last April, we were in Matthew, and we saw the king of heaven and earth and how he came to this earth, the king of creation, the, the one who has dominion over the physical, natural, the spiritual world. And he showed us what it means to be kingdom citizens. The king revealed the kingdom of God by what he taught, by what he did. We observed his works, his power, and we saw how he willingly gave his life in order to bring in all kingdom citizens, to, to bring the people of God to himself. He gave his life. And so from there, we thought, well, then what does it look like? What does it mean for us to be kingdom citizens? And so we looked at the one another commands in the New Testament regarding the church. How are we to live? How are we to act? So we looked at all these various commands of this is, this is how we are to live as kingdom citizens. And as we went through that, we saw how love maybe unsurprisingly, has to be the motive for these commands. Love has to be the motive behind every way that we treat each other, how we comfort, how we exhort, how we show hospitality, how we bear one another's burdens. All of it, we have to 
do it in love. And so, after the One Another mini-series, uh, series, we thought, what would be a great example of a biblical case study of love to examine? And the book of Ruth is a great place to go to see how Ruth lived, modeled a life of selfless love. And we were amazed by her life. But more than that, we were blown away by the God that she had faith in that caused her to live such a radical life of love. And so we thought, faith is so intricately tied with love. In fact, it says in Galatians 5, 6, all that counts is faith working through love. So then we set our attention on a book that literally has a hall of faith in it, Hebrews. Hebrews will teach us about faith. And what we've seen in Hebrews is that it's this message, this letter, that's all about believing, having faith, that Jesus is better. Jesus is worthy than anything we could turn to, than anyone throughout all of history, including our time now, not just to the Hebrews who heard that message in the first century, but to us today, to his church today. Jesus is better. Believing that as we see Christ revealed throughout Hebrews. So, our time in the Word this past year, we, I can't come close to trying to talk about all the different ways that God has impacted us as individuals, as families, as the, inter, the internal life, uh, the leadership of Tara. It's impossible. God's Word never returns void, as Isaiah says. It always accomplishes the purposes for which he sends it out. There's no way we could try to cover all of that, but let's a little bit peek under the hood of life of Tara and some of the decisions that have happened as we've been in his Word this past, this past year. But starting a bit more broadly, um, how have we responded? Well, last year we saw, praise the Lord, seven people decide to get baptized. Praise the Lord. They saw that instruction in the word that, that he teaches, that when we believe in him, we respond in obedience, as he says, and we get baptized. And so seven people last summer in August were baptized. And we're going to have another baptisms and picnic this coming August, which we really encourage you, if you have not, after you believed, gotten baptized, let's celebrate the, the decision that you made to be part, to immerse yourself in life with God and his church uh, this coming August. You'll get more information about that. Somebody asked me for the report in front of you, if you have one. Um, there's prayer, specific prayers that Troy is praying for. And they said, how many baptisms are you praying for? And I thought, it's a good question. Fifteen. Why not? Fifteen. We're praying for 15 people to get baptized this August. Would you pray that along with me? as well for the next couple months, maybe even people that aren't yet sitting here in this room that would come in and get to know the Lord and want to, to obey him in baptism this August. Um, we're simply asking God for that. Also, in regards to asking God, the simple, simply what prayer is, we have seen God move us this past year to become a church. We've already been a praying church, but we want to be more of a praying church. And so we pray... I know we're praying throughout the week. We pray in all our various ministries. We pray before service, 9.15 to 9.45 in the room when you first walk in, the club on the right. We pray during service. So we thought, why not? Let's pray after service as well. Let's have people ready to pray with others after service every Sunday in that corner over there. And so if you're here today and none of this, what we're talking about of this past year or our hope for the future has anything to do with what you want to pray, have someone pray with you about after service, that's totally fine. Whatever it is, if it's whatever prayer request you might have, maybe it's about somebody else in your life that you've been praying for and you want someone to come pray alongside you, whatever it is, there will be people ready to pray with you after the service in the corner. And we're just going to continue to humbly, we want to be grounded in the word and led by the spirit and the way one of the ways to do that well we believe is to be a praying 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 church and so we've seen him move us in that direction this past year another way that he's led us kind of closing the internal life of Tara this past year has to do with staff 
and leadership. So in regards to staff, we believe the Lord was putting it on our hearts and a bit of a long time coming to ask Dennis to join the elder team. And so we saw that happen this past year. And I can say already, already I am very thankful for that decision and God putting that on us, on our, on our hearts to ask Dennis to do that and for that ordination. Uh, in addition to that, we as an elder team have had have had on our minds, on our radar, uh, for a while, it's not just this past year, for a while, recognizing that one of the weaknesses in our church is a lack of communicating well consistently. And in regards to the, the hope of the Lord leading us to our own, to a home, uh, to a building, we saw an, an, an even bigger increased need of we just don't want anyone being unheard or falling through the cracks are, are both uh, people in the church, ministry leaders. And can I just say, as for, for, for me, and I know I'm speaking for the elders here, we just own that weakness and we apologize. I know there are a few people that have been hurt by a lack of communicating well. I've heard one of the elders say it to the way of like, maybe we've done more of like a bare minimum of communicating well. And so sorry for that. For those of you who directly have been hurt by that, and I'm sure there are, there are some here that haven't expressed that, that might be thinking that as well. And so we're sorry. And it's one of the reasons why we thought it was important to, uh, to hire both an administrator and a communications and connections uh, coordinator. And so that's one of the ways the Lord has been leading us this past year as well. And then uh, last part of this in regards to leadership. I wanted to take a second and, and acknowledge the, the various ministries that we have that are the lifeblood of our church and simply thank all of our volunteers and um, our leaders in all of those ministries. And there's so many names that I'm not going to just list off. I'm just, I just want to thank and acknowledge all of our volunteer leaders in all of our different ministries. So I'm just going to read through our ministries and, and just thank you to all of our volunteer leaders in our Terra Kids every Every Sunday we have another church taking place downstairs where our kids are being fed and learning um, about the Lord. So for our Terra Kids leaders and volunteers, thank you. For our youth leaders and volunteers, I know they're meeting after church today, thank you. To our young adult group volunteer leaders, thank you. To our tribe volunteer leaders this past year, thank you. To our Amago and Poema volunteer leaders this past year, thank you. And to our elder volunteer leaders, thank you. Like, we're not a church without these ministries and without these volunteers and these leaders. And so thank you for this past year. We believe that as a church in these ministries, we are, we are becoming more organized and we are thriving. And the last part of this, I wanted to um, mention how we were able this, this year, about four months ago, five months ago, to start what we call the Leadership Collective here in Territory. And with the Leadership Collective, we, we see how God, um, the people that are already leading in various ways, we want to come alongside and just help further equip. And so we asked 11 people this past year if they would join me in doing a deep dive in the topic of devotion, of abiding in Christ and how that will help equip and serve us for the long run of whatever ministries we're leading in and helping in to, to be um, doing that well for, for the Lord. And so I've really enjoyed that and I'm grateful for those who are in that leadership collective this year. Next year in 2024, Lord willing, we're planning in January to do another leadership collective of a year and a half with all three Terra Nova churches involved uh, with that next round. And so looking forward to that. And simply grateful to be part of a church, of a church network that has the ability and the bandwidth to do something like that. I think it's pretty, it's pretty unique. Um, and we're, we're really grateful for the leadership collective. So... Those are some of the ways that in the last year, as we've 
been digging into, into the word of God that he has been affecting and moving our church. And then as we've been doing that, we, we continue to serve. And I know that you've heard a lot, in a, especially the last few months, about some of the ways that we offer service through Care Portal and His Table and um, Compass Care. And so um, I'm, I'm not going to go through all the details of what all those ministries are. And I want to acknowledge that many of you serve in, in ways that are not directly offered through, through the church. Um, and that's great as well. We just want to be a church that's continually serving. And so we're going to continue with those ministries, with Care Portal just continues to have opportunities for us to serve at our pace through our tribes where we live throughout the year. We continue to support Compass Care and the great work they're doing of empowering women and erasing the need for abortion. And even yesterday, uh, thanking the people that came out for Melissa for organizing uh, the walk we did and, and praying for that ministry and raising uh, more than the goal was of, of $2,500 for that ministry of Compass Care. Thank you so much uh, for that as well. And for his table, this chance, every Wednesday at Victorious Life, they're giving out free dinners for those who could use it in Troy, and they have a, they have a, a teaching before they do that from the Word of God, and we're able, some, some of our tribes are serving with them and our young adults group. I know Leo's organizing uh, our young adults to do that. I think it's every month. And so, great opportunity to do that. I know I said I wouldn't talk about all the details of all the ministries. I'm not trying to go down that direction too much, but it's just, we're a serving church, and we're grateful for that. And then finally, you'll see it in your report as well. Another way that we believe strongly in serving is through praying and financially supporting churches, church, new churches, church plants, in the Northeast and around the world to start their own churches and do likewise. And so you'll see the numbers in your, uh, in, your, in your report there of who we've been serving in that way this past, this past year. And so um, what I'd like to do now, I know I talked about quite a bit of topics and didn't go too much in depth about the building or about staff um, or about uh, Dennis's ordination or those things. So we're gonna, I'm going to call up each of the elders and we're going to go a little bit more into depth with some of those topics. And what we've tried to do is also address the questions that you, that you all sent in a week ago uh, within, within these topics. And so um, I'm gonna start with Dennis, and he's gonna talk about tribes. And his role as an elder. All right, well, I'm just, there we go. So we uh, asked for questions, um, and uh, many of us are going to start answering some of those questions if we can. So um, one of the questions that came across says, I was wondering if you can share with the congregation a more detailed explanation on how Pastor Dennis's role has changed in becoming an elder. Is he now full-time? Is he doing different tasks? How does that relate to title? So I was assigned to answer this question. Can't imagine why. <laughs> So when Pastor Tori performed my ordination service a couple months ago, he said something that didn't just apply to me, but applies to placing ministry leaders in general, that we recognize and we acknowledge and we affirm what God is already doing in the life of a, of a disciple, and we act on placement when it aligns with God's timing. So my title, to clarify, is uh, Pastor of Discipleship and Operations. I am full-time, uh, let me clarify, I am working full-time, uh, but right now, at my request, um, my compensation is the same as it was um, from my previous staff role, and that's going to be reevaluated at the end of the year when we start to look into the uh, 2024 budgeting process. But uh, yes, I am working full time. So when I was operations director, um, on the clock, I worked 25 to 30 hours a week, and I was doing work that was specific to that job description. And anything that was relating to preaching or worship leading or uh, 
leading tribe coaching and premarital counseling and prep for any of those things, that was all technically off the clock for me. And that was done on my own time. So going forward, those pieces became official. Those are now part of my pastoral roles. Um, they were the things that the pastors recognized, and so they asked me to consider eldership, and now those are part of my job description. So that's one piece. The pastor of operations piece, real quick, um, is pastoral oversight um, of parts of my previous job that are now going to be allocated to our two new hires. Uh, right now, it's just a lot of training, but eventually there's going to be uh, some light-handed supervision and continued collaboration on all things operations. And listen, I got to just say, I, I, did, I was the operations director for six years. I think it's a gift of mine, and I really liked doing it. So it, it kind of made sense to carry that over in, in some kind of pastoral role. That's another piece. Um, and finally, the pastor of discipleship piece is, um, is part of taking some of the duties that Pastor Bill Cuthbertson had handled, for those of you who remember Pastor Bill. Uh, more specifically, that piece is going to be pastoral oversight of Terra Nova's adult discipleship ministries. Um, Imago and Poema are part of that. We want to move in a direction with both Poema, Poema and Imago that's going to bolster and it's going to stimulate the men's and women's ministry in a way that's in line with Terra Nova's uh, overarching purpose and goals and vision. And the other piece that um, I've been assigned to oversee is Tribes, which Tribes are arguably Terra's tentpole ministry. Uh, I've been a tribe leader since actually before Terra Nova started and my heart is with the ministry of our small groups at Terra Nova Church. And that just brings me right to the next questions. Uh, we had some questions about tribes, so I'm gonna take care of that for a second. Um, so tribe oversight for the past few years has admittedly been in a transitional period and we've had some leadership turnaround and, and we've had some limited bandwidth in that and it, it the last year or so, in, in tribe organization was not ideal. Um, the plan is to reinforce tribe processes across the board. Um, we have plans for introducing a software that's theoretically going to help streamline those stuff. But first, and Pastor Tori already touched on a piece of this, if you've signed up for a tribe in the past year and your placement has fallen through the cracks, Thank you for your patience. Um, but on behalf of myself and the other elders, please accept our apologies. I'm not gonna make excuses. So please forgive us for that. I'm not gonna make excuses, but I am gonna give some reasons. And, and, and the reason for this is that, a big reason for that is that of our current tribes, we have nine tribes going. They are either at or over capacity. So to give context for this, it, 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 for the past few years, you people will see me walk around with a book counting heads every Sunday. Um, so I've been keeping the census of what it is. The average attendance of this room, based on the last three months, is 158 congregants. Now, average 150, 160 people here on a Sunday morning. Right now, we have 122 people that are actively part of a tribe. So if you round those numbers, it looks roughly like 75% of Terra Nova Church is in a tribe. That is a praise, right? It's an outstanding indication of how profoundly God is working in and on this church. And it's a good problem to have, but it's a problem nonetheless. So here's the quick rundown of the plan going forward with tribes. We need to profoundly raise up new tribe leaders. And I just wanna speak on that for a second. Raising up new tribe leaders isn't just finding warm bodies and warm houses. Um, it's asking people to serve other people. All right. Uh, we need new tribe leaders. If you are interested, please let us know if you're interested in that. Um, oh, also, quick aside, not just for married couples. If you're single and you're interested in leading a tribe, please reach out to me. Uh, so we're going to be planning, we're going to be performing training for prospective new tribe leaders, and that's already in the works. We need to plan and we need to perform training and development for our current tribe leaders, most of which have been serving faithfully as tribe leaders for many, many years. Through all seasons of life, they've continued to serve our church as tribe leaders. 
I know Pastor Tori already thanked them, but I'm doing it again. Thank you, tribe leaders. I've walked with you through these years, and I can't thank you enough. And, and we're also going to be working on streamlining the placements. We're going to fix this problem. Ideally, what's going to happen is we want tribes to be filled at two set points in the year so that existing tribes are going to have time and opportunity to build community and trust without, without a rotating bunch of people there. And these set points are going to start to happen in January and September, which are the beginning of semesters, is when we're going to have set tribe placements going forward. Um, and we're going to start creating more and better written resources and expectations and clarifying what our tentpole ministry of tribes looks like for anybody who wants to know. Uh, they're the pillar of our church. They are, they're a huge part of our DNA, and the last thing we can do with tribes is set it and forget it. Uh, much, much more can be said about it. Um, but if you have any additional questions regarding tribes at Terra Nova Church, you can email me directly. It's up there, Dennis at terranovachurch.org. That's what I got. Thank you, church. Pastor Jason Gagnon, everybody. Thanks, Dennis. Okay, um, I am going to spend a little bit of time talking about the two new positions that we have established and filled here at Terra Nova. Some of you had some questions on that. Um, these are new positions. They represent something that we've really never had here as a church. Uh, so we want to kind of give you some detail on to into why we saw a need for those positions, what they are, um, and who God has provided for these roles. Um, first off, from an administrative perspective, um, this is something that we have been discussing as an elder group, having support for uh, our church. We, we started discussing this in more detail um, last summer, uh, but we've always had an administrative need for uh, support here, and that's traditionally been filled um, by volunteer roles over the years that have faithfully done that. Uh, in it, but those roles have been narrow and usually supporting one or two specific positions. Uh, we saw a need to have both all staff, both paid and unpaid, supported administratively as we moved into the future and as we grow as a church. So uh, Heidi Caparudis, a couple months back, applied for this position. Uh, she was interviewed by Pastor Dennis, Tori, uh, and the lay elders. Uh, and it really became apparent during that time that her experience, her organizational abilities, and most importantly, her heart and love for Tara made her an excellent fit for this role. Um, Heidi has past experience as a teacher, uh, but most importantly, she loves Terra Nova. Uh, and she, if you talk with her, she would tell you that she's felt a, a specific calling over the last two years to uh, move into a more supportive role for Tara, even stepping back from her role as a teacher, um, even when she didn't know that this position would be available and that she would be filling that role because she felt she wanted to have more of an impact uh, for the church. So um, Heidi has filled that role. Um, she is the administrative and operations coordinator. Um, her tasks are going to be varied. Um, as you all know, you, you get a job and you get a job description and then you go to work and you find out that it's varied, right? So Heidi's role will be varied, um, but it generally will be assisting in Sunday service preparations, um, both pre and post service tasks, um, supporting both paid and unpaid staff here at Terra. Um, her role will be directly overseen by Pastor Dennis, um, and her position reports to him as well. Um, she's going to make sure that those small details are taken care of, the communication response, uh, organization, calendar management. Um, if, you, if you've had a question that has gotten to one of the pastors and maybe it's fallen through the cracks, Heidi can be your contact for that. She can make sure and follow up. Uh, she started in April, and I'll say, um, just as a lay pastor is not in the office every day, her presence um, has already been apparent. Um, just in communications, in, uh, in the office atmosphere, she's been a blessing to the office. I got a birthday card as a lay elder, which was, which was really nice. So, so Nat, you're probably going to get one too. Um, and it was signed by the other pastors. Um, but I, I imagine that that was uh, part of our new role here. So um, thank you, Heidi. Um, so on to the communication and connections coordinator position. Um, this is, this is kind of a, a new title. When you probably heard it, you're probably like, well, what does that mean? We, we, we've never had that. Um, but if you have been a part of Terra or come to Terra, um, your experience probably has been at times that maybe we don't always 
do that first introduction and connection super well. I mean, we felt that when we came to Terra probably 13 years ago. We've gotten that feedback over the years. Um, just being honest and transparent, some churches do it really well, some churches do it poorly. Uh, I would say we, we kind of have fluctuated over the years. And so we, if we're going to grow, if we're going to connect with our people, if we're going to allow people to feel connected in community, we thought that there needed to be a role for this. Um, so as we interviewed Krista as one of our applicants, it became apparent that she had a love for communications. She has a love for meeting new people uh, and incorporating technology, which is all part of this role I'll explain in a second. Um, one thing that we weren't planning for at this specific time, but it became abundantly clear during the interview process, was that Krista loves youth. She's been a teacher for over 10 years in Waterville Elite, um, and she and her husband Nick have served over the last eight years in Terra Youth uh, in various roles. Uh, and this year specifically, Krista and Nick, along with Max and Caitlin Caparudis, Rob Shippers, and Ian Shaughnessy, have led our youth program uh, and done a really excellent job. Uh, we had our first ever youth retreat. Um, the youth have been engaged every other Sunday here in the building. Um, and our youth program, when I say youth, I mean uh, ages six through high school, um, it's going to continue to grow. Um, what did I say? Age six, okay, grade six, yes. Grade six through high school. Uh, it's gonna continue to grow, um, and so we really wanna establish um, some stability with that program. And so this wasn't something we were specifically looking for, but when we interviewed Krista, we realized that she had the gift and passion for that. And we had an opportunity to not only make her uh, the communications and coordination director, connections coordinator, but also the Terra Youth Director. Um, she has been looking for an opportunity to change positions for a number of reasons. Um, and we knew that these are two important roles that we can fill. And almost all the other pastors have two titles or two roles, so we thought, well, Krista can have one too. <laughs> Tori will find another role for you. But. Lead pastor is kind of a heavy role, though, so. Anyway, so we have multiple roles in a church. We're not a church where we, can, we have the resources to have everybody doing one thing, so we have people doing multiple tasks, but that's really not uncommon in any job that you have now, right? You're always doing more than what you thought you would do. Um, so in this role, Krista's going to be responsible for church communication, uh, both internal, external, over multiple formats. Our website... If you've been there, you know it needs some updating as a network. We are, we are taking that on and hiring a contractor this year to work on our website, and Krista's role will be to help maintain that, uh, doing some social media, uh, most importantly, making visitors uh, and our visitor welcome team feel uh, like they can connect well with new people. Um, she'll also be helping with a new church communication platform that we'll be rolling out later this year to make our communications um, and our giving kind of seamless and a little bit, little bit better than it is now. So uh, she'll help with that rollout, which will be a, a rather big rollout. Um, and she'll also collaborate uh, very closely with Heidi as their roles will help to support each other in that. So uh, I'll just close with this. Genesis 1.27 says that God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Um, God has created men and women to complement him. And uh, one of the things we're really excited about is to have other female voices in perspective as part of our full-time staff. Uh, we do best when we work together to bring God glory. And if you've been married for five minutes as a man, you know sometimes we miss some things. Uh, and I'll be honest, as a, as a lay pastor who's only been doing this for two years, I've missed some things. We've missed some things over 15 to 20 years, we've missed some things. Uh, so we're really excited to be able to bring on a female perspective um, in both Heidi and Krista's role to help complement us um, as a church. So we're thankful, we're excited, um, and we are looking forward to uh, Krista joining us in the summer uh, and Heidi, who's already been here. Thanks. Pastor Nat? Good morning. God has blessed our church financially this year. Um, and it, it's a serious thing that all of us up here take really serious, seriously to steward the finances well, um, to make spending decisions that will be pleasing to the Lord and uh, benefit our church. And 
So my name is Nat Marshall. I'm one of the lay elders. That means um, we don't work for the church. We have jobs outside, and we're, it's a volunteer role here. That is true of Jason and I. So in that way, we have um, we have some oversight over the budget that where it's helpful as a lay elder to kind of have some separation, some distance um, to, for accountability purposes. So we provide that. Um, but for the budget, all... All of us up here are intimately involved in in the in developing the budget, so I'm going to go over that um, soon in a, in a minute. First, I would like to where'd she move to? I'd like to just acknowledge and thank there she is, Jackie Martin. Um, she is um, a ministry leader in this area. She's the finance deacon, and um, man, she she serves humbly and um, with professional competence and expertise. And um, she does so much behind the scenes in all these financial areas and systems and cards and um, all kinds of, th I'm not even gonna try to rattle it off, but for, for both our church and the Terra Network. So thank you, Jackie. And uh, if we can go to the slide, there we go. How was 2022? Our giving was 10% higher than we budgeted or expected. So that, that's a good thing. Um, last year, a little over a year ago, I stood up here and said how we had had a downturn in giving, and you guys have responded. Um, our spending is about 9% um, under what we budgeted. Um, and that, that's not just one simple reason. That's like a, a the net effect across everything uh, is about 9%. Um, reduction in spending. And the, the net combination of those two things is Terra Troy had a $95,000 surplus in 2022. And um, that's unusual. That's not something we, you know, expect or, or uh, every year to continue that, but that happened this year. And um, so that has dramatically increased our savings. We've had a, you know, a, a lump of uh, savings and reserves that has been growing over the years. Uh, right now it's about, at about 300K. And this will be very helpful as you can imagine as we pursue a building, which we have talked about um, over time. That's something we have sought and we've made attempts and they've fallen through and, but, uh, just so you're aware, we have we have this this uh, savings that God has provided. Now, for 2023, I think there's a next slide. We um, we have a budget for 2023. Every year, towards the end of the year, we go through this structured, formal budget process with our church and the other Terras, and uh, we kind of take a detailed line by line look. We look at expenses, giving trends. Um, the needs, future growth of ministries, and we make decisions. And um, so the look into 2023 this year kind of showed us we, we now have the opportunity to do these hires and, and to make some of these moves that we have wanted to do for a long time uh, to really to grow and improve as a church. So I, I won't say much more about the building. Um, more than the reserves, which I've spoken about, but I think Rob will be talking about that in a minute. And real quick, I'm probably running out of time, but if you can go the the pie chart, these are the planned 2023 spending categories. You can find all these numbers in this. This is the annual report. There's copies over there. It's also online. I'll show you how to get to it in a minute. Um, so you can look at these, but I'll just briefly go through some of them. We are planning to give 49000 towards church planting this year. That's always the first priority that we have decided on um, as a church. Um, you can find details in the annual report of all the churches. I think there's at least eight, maybe more, that, that uh, we help. Um, there's all these categories. Discipleship is all our ministries like Terra Kids, Poema, Imago, etc. Um, there's outreach. You know, that also includes something we call a benevolence fund. Um, each, each year we set aside in the budget 
about $10,000 just in case there are needs that arise that we could help with. Um, and like within the, fam within the family, maybe outside the church. Um, so just so you're aware that that fund is, is available. It's something we planned for, for crises, et cetera. Um, and then there's all kinds of the rest of the things going around the circle, Sunday gatherings, making our services work, um, facilities, paying for rent, utilities, janitors. Um, HR, that's basically code word for paying people. Uh, we have paid staff. Um, there's also costs that go along with that, like taxes and insurance and things. Um, we share network costs where it makes sense to be efficient to share with the other Terra Novas. Um, and we also have administrative, um, an administrative category that covers all kinds of exciting things like cell phones and, and things like that. So um, just referring you, next slide, to the annual report again. You can get it on our website. You can go to that link, terranovachurch.org slash give. Scroll all the way down to the bottom and you'll find that button. You can click it and then you'll get this PDF or just pick one up on your way out. Um, but it's great. You'll be able to see and compare information among the three churches and also see how year to year compares and, and other information there. So um, I'll wrap this part to a close. Thank you for bearing with me on finances. But uh, just thank you all for giving. We could not operate this church without you and without that happening. And um, we talk about giving joyfully, regularly, and sacrificially. And I know sometimes it does feel like a sacrifice when you give. So uh, thank you for doing that. It's for the good of the kingdom and, and the growth of the church. And uh, so thank you. I'm last, so if you were wondering, somebody else going to speak, we're done after me. Um, so I'm, I'm Rob Caprutis. I am the Worship Arts, and I have that second title um, that we'll give to Tori at some point, um, of executive pastor, uh, as well as I, I do my best at, at leading um, these guys. Um, along with my wife, Heidi, uh, and I, we have been here since before Tara even began, and um, yeah, we love this church. Um, so before we get into some of the building stuff, which maybe you're excited about or maybe you're not, um, I just wanted to recognize uh, a couple other people before we move on, and that's uh, people that were hired uh, at the beginning of last year and uh, not to be uh, left out as far as how their help has been integral in how we operate as a church. Um, Natalie um, had helped us uh, starting in the beginning of uh, 2022, and she has really given us a, an amazing presence online uh, within our social medias, um, Instagram and Facebook and all of those wonderful things that you guys see or maybe you don't see, uh, but Natalie has been instrumental in making that um, happen for us. Thank you. Natalie, um, I know we have talked a lot and uh, we have tried to make it more and better and uh, you, you are to thank for that, so thank you. Um, Kayla uh, Buffer has, um, I don't, you're there. Um, you don't have to stand, it's okay. Um, she had uh, come on at the beginning of last year to help out with Tara Kids uh, administrative stuff uh, as well as setting up and to be a support to uh, Chris and Becky Summer. And there's Becky. Um, no, Chris, but um, thank you, Kayla, for all that you do to make the scheduling happen and to set up uh, and to support these two wonderful people that without those two, three people, um, your kids are like running around killing each other. So we are thankful that we actually have um, people that are uh, making sure that, that our kids are getting gospel-centered stories and times and... Um, yeah, they're engaging with our children. So um, thank you uh, for, for the ways that you care um, and serve our church, and we're better off because of that. Um, so the building. Um, the church is not a building. You're the church. But a building makes things a whole lot easier, right? Uh, we can do things... Uh, when it's not just on Sunday, uh, when we actually have opportunities to uh, serve the community and to do things as a church other than just on a Sunday uh, morning. So um, I'll give you some highlights of the things that we have gone through over this past 
uh, probably four or five months uh, in regards to the building that we thought we were going to um, purchase. Um, but if you saw an email or if you heard any details, I think Jason, uh, you shared some stuff when, when the things fell through. We did our due diligence. We wanted to make sure that um, we saw out all the uh, angles and made sure that we weren't getting ourselves into um, a world of trouble. Um, we thought that it was the one that God had called us to. It seemed like it was going to line up. Um, but doing an inspection and doing an appraisal of the building, it just wasn't the right call for us. Um, God shut that door in a pretty significant way. And I don't think any of us would argue that um, we didn't make sure that we weren't just uh, wanting to go through trouble or heartache, but that we were actually diligently making sure that this space wasn't the, the, the place for us. Because I have looked at numerous, numerous buildings throughout, not just Troy, uh, but beyond in, into the capital region, and there's just not a lot out there. So we were really, really kind of concerned that if this didn't happen, um, what would be the result? Where would we go from here? Um, and I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's uh, a coincidence that in the same week that we had decided that we weren't going to go forward with this building, um, one of the elders from Victorious Life had reached out to me and asked me where are we at in the building process because uh, we had been in communication with them about where we were at. And uh, it, like it was that week. And it's just, it's God's providence. So... Um, he had reached out to me, and I had said, yeah, the, the contract had fallen through, and we were kind of bummed about it, but um, he, he instantly really responded by saying, um, just so you know, our, our building is still like something that we would entertain talking to you about. So if you remember, a year ago at this very state of the church in 2022, we had shared with you that we were in conversations with uh, Victorious Life about what it might look like to maybe have two churches joined together. And, and here we are a year later, and we're still having those serious conversations now because um, we have seen something fall through, and God just opened up the door um, for us. Um, so we're exploring that again, and we're really interested and um, excited about how God will lay all of that out for us. Um, we had another meeting with them just uh, a couple of weeks ago where we got together with the elders, and we had an amazing time over a meal, and um, just the affinity that um, kind of was there again, and uh, I think they said they like us every time they meet us, and we like them every time we meet them, um, so those are, those are some good things. There are so many things that we have to work through um, for this to be a potential, so when I, when I give you this information, it is to be slow, be careful. Um, we're going to walk this through very gently, um, with kid gloves and make sure that we share things with you as clearly and as quickly and as appropriately as we possibly can. But there are some things to look forward to. We, we had some time to plan through what it might look like to do things together with um, Victoria's Life and how can we make uh, a transition like this as seamless and as um, appropriate as possible. So here are some things that you can have to look forward to as we walk this uh, road very delicately. Um, May 21st, so two weeks from today, uh, we're going to have a, um, a joint service in their building, which is unlike where Pastor Tori said, it's not that way. It is that way. Just two blocks that way. It is, it is super close. Um, but we're going to have a joint service with them. We're going to have our church do service in their building, and they are going to join us because it's their building. And... Um, we're going to have one service at 10 o'clock. It is definitely that way, bro. <laughs> I'm good above ground, below ground. I'm terrible. You can ask Heidi for directions. Um, so we're going to have service with them on the 21st of May. And um, you'll have an announcement at the very end to kind of give you some more details. You'll actually see it in the guide page as well. Um, we're going to have two outdoor services in the summer uh, in Sage Park like we did um, last year and the year before that. And we're going to invite them to join us for our church uh, services there. And they said that they were really excited about that and wanted to see how that might be. Uh, and then we're going to have our church picnic August 27th at Grafton, as usual, where we're going to baptize 15 people. And uh, 
<laughs> and we're inviting Victorious Life to join us for that as well. Who knows? Are they going to come? Is the whole church going to come? Are just a few people going to come? God only knows. So we're going to walk in faith uh, in that. And then actually one of the things that in our meeting with the other elders, they had said, we, we would love to join you for your men's retreat. Um, and would you be open to that? And so we're going to invite the elders of their church to join us for our men's retreat. And they can get to know us in, in some ways really well, the men. And um, that could be good or bad. Um, but that's going to happen. So as we, as we walk this road... Um, just be praying. That's all we can ask. Um, yeah, the Lord is good. He's, he's um, faithful. And we're just going to walk in step with that and not um, go too fast, um, not go too slow. We're just going to go just right. Um, just be praying for us as we do that. Um, pray for wisdom. Um, pray for as we care uh, for you and as we care for their church, if that is to be. Um, one, somebody had shed, um, said to me that buildings don't have emotions. People have emotions. So, um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to do that well. And um, as the band comes up and as we transition to communion, I'm going to pray um, for us. Uh, we're all in this together. Like, we, we move better together, right? Not pulling apart, but unified. So um, let me pray, and then um, we'll continue. Uh, <clears throat> Father, this is your church. These are your people that you have placed in this building in this time. And we are thankful for each one that you have given to us to shepherd and to care for. God, help us to do that well. Lord, as we look back, we want to see the ways that your hand has been so present in our church. God, from staffing and leadership, finances and building, God, you have been always present. But Father, we just don't look back. We look forward to the things that you're going to do and the ways that you're going to provide and care for us. So we only do that knowing that you walk alongside of us. So Father, continue to give us wisdom. Continue to Help us see the areas that we're missing and that we're not doing well so that your church might grow, that we might be coming alongside as, as we work to make more and better disciples of Jesus in this area so that this area might be impacted and changed for your glory. Father, thank you for the dedicated, faithful servants that are in this church that love you, that call Terranova Church their home. Let us move together as one body, glorifying your son. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. <clears throat>